You've played the missions, but do you really know the lore? We are here to be your guides. Your guardians. This is Guardians of Lore. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, Guardians. Welcome to Guardians of Lore. This is a little lore episode for Falcon's Chase, recorded August 8th, 2022. I am your host for this episode, and my name is Orkin. And I am Elemist. I totally did not do this the second time. <laughs> it doesn't help that you tell them that. <laughs> we need to be honest when we do this. <laughs> we encourage feedback. It can be sent to us on Twitter at guardians underscore lore. You can tweet at me at hey, it's orchid. You can tweet at elemist at I underscore am underscore elemist. You can send us an email at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. You can leave us a review wherever you can find the podcast, but especially on like Apple iTunes. That's where we check the most. You can find us in our discord and come hang out. We would love to have you there. That's discord.gg slash lorehub. There's also a link to an invite in the description for this episode. Uh, if you'd like to help support the podcast, you can visit ko-fi.com slash guardians underscore lore. Every little bit helps, and we definitely super duper appreciate whatever you can help uh, keep the podcast alive. Absolutely, uh, we give we give everything to Rendell. So, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, you can also find our info on thelorenetwork.com alongside many impressive lore content creators. Are are we still there? No, I swore last week that I was going to delete us. So okay, I figured. Yeah. I mean, it was only a matter just, of time. I know. <laughs> You're lucky that I forgot between last week and this week. So I haven't done it yet. I'm going to. <laughs> this is my reminder to myself to delete us. <laughs> <sighs> this week at Guardians of Lore, the Twoggle, I keep forgetting that every episode is someone's first episode. So I should say, hi, hello, my name is Orchid. Nice to meet you, first listener of this episode. We are a Destiny Lore podcast, but we don't really do Destiny Lore for the first part of the podcast. That's the second part of the podcast. The first part of the podcast is doing things that are not Destiny Lore. Sometimes things are Destiny related. A lot of times they aren't. Like this first part is we have a review we like to read all reviews, and when we see them, we encourage five-star reviews. So the algorithm will share our podcast with others. That's actually how we're actually seen by the algorithm. But since no one actually leaves reviews, really, it's really hard for the algorithm to share our podcast with others. So we would really appreciate it if people left five-star reviews. Thank you. Unfortunately, that's just how it works these days, Yeah, which sucks. Unfortunately. Yeah. But we have a review. Uh, I actually went to check for the first time mm -hmm. in like 9,000 years. So it is a policy of ours to read every single review we get. And now I'm going to, um, I heard it on another podcast that they actually just read all of their reviews out on the podcast, whether they're good or bad. I'm going to start doing that. 
So get ready because I'm just going to read this review, this three star review for this podcast. <laughs> Enjoy Thanks. this three star review. Found this podcast as I'm getting back into Destiny after a multi year hiatus. Welcome back to Destiny after the multi year hiatus. I'm so glad you're back. So I listened to the very first episode. I'm sorry. <laughs> But the sound quality, like most first podcasts, was distractingly bad. Pops and clicks and audio dropping nonstop. Yeah. It's okay, I thought. I'll just jump to the current episode, assuming they would have worked out the audio kinks. We have, actually. Yeah. We've worked that out now. Two of the three of us are audio professionals. We know how to do audio now, surprisingly enough. And then there's me. And then there's then there's Elvis. <laughs> He's here, too. I'm the monkey that they, they just hand stuff to and they're like, do a little bit here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, as an aside, most first episodes of podcasts are bad. Like a hundred percent of them are bad. Unless they're actual like professionals that have done podcasts before or are famous people that are already famous for other stuff. If they're already famous for other things, they probably have a good setup. But if they're not, I can guarantee you their podcast is bad uh, when they start out. I was about to say that because um, there's there's only been like one or two podcasts that I've actually heard that had amazing first episodes because they did previous podcasts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Podcasts have to work their kinks out. You can't just expect the first episode to be good, my dude. So I listened to the most recent episode, Little Lore Trespasser. Oh, why would that have to be the episode? Uh, and the sound quality is much, much better. However, I'm 31 minutes into the episode and they have yet to say anything Destiny lore related. They spent an absurdly long 10 minutes discussing a mystery Amazon package that one of the hosts received. Oh, that was me. Then they transitioned into griping about LA traffic for no less than 10 more minutes. Where is the Destiny lore in this Destiny lore podcast? Bruh. In the last half? <laughs> in the last half of the podcast where it always is this is why i have to keep reminding myself that this is always someone's first episode i'm so sorry that you picked the one episode that elemis was not on <laughs> you picked the one that happened to be rindle's episode when he and i get together bad things happen if I had edited, if I had edit, edited this episode, it would have been a lot shorter. I would have cut a lot of it out. It it didn't. Unfortunately, it was long. I apologize. I really do. Like it should have been shorter. That's on me. That was my bad. We're very chatty when Rendell and I get together because he's my best friend, and we're uh, both of us are from California, and we have a lot to talk about. If you're not from like the LA area. Most of those things would have gone over your head. It is not for you. I'm very sorry. Yeah. But the Destiny lore is at the end of the episode where it always is. Do you know what you can do? You can hit fast forward and you can scrub to the Destiny lore part. And I, I know it's a concept. It's weird. And I know a lot of our listeners do that. They listen for the, the lore network ad, which is why we put it in the middle. They just like they listen for that lore network ad. Yeah. And then they know, oh, the destiny lore is is the next part. Cool. That's why we put it there. It's an easily scrubbable part to listen for. 
So for the future, thank you so much for your review, by the way. I will take a three-star review. I would prefer four or five stars. You know, I would prefer a five-star review, but thank you for the feedback. I will take it into account. It's good feedback. Are bad for having such a long episode for such a short topic. But um, you could have just said, you know what? The you could have said the voice acting is fantastic because we had really good voice acting in that. We had guest voice actors in that episode. We had guest music in that episode. We talked about like we talked about Kate in that episode and it was horrible and really sad. We talked about a bunch of stuff in that episode. We talked about um God, what gun is that? We talked about um, Ace of Spades in that episode. And the quest. We talked about a bunch of stuff in that episode. We talked about Trespasser in that episode. The gun itself sucks. <laughs> but, I mean, we talked about Ikora and, like, her demons in the episode. We talked about a bunch of stuff. We talked about the moon and, like, how shitty the moon is. I mean, there's like so many things you could have talked about, but these are the things you decided on. So, I mean, cool, bro. Thank you so much for your episode. That was left by Devil Dog Mason. I appreciate it. Thanks. The thing that gets me is that they they didn't like it, but left three stars. <laughs> I know. Well, no. Do you know what? I'll take they, they took mean, one star off for the bad first episode and then took one star off for the little Lord Trespasser episode. <laughs> That's what I'm assuming they did. So uh, thank you. I mean, I'll still take it. I, I'm going to take three stars. It's cool. Anyway, Solstice is over. What did you think of the card versus doing it on the armor? Personally, it it didn't matter where the little check boxes were. Mm -hmm. It was the fact that it was a huge grind and I just I could not get myself into it. Really? Like I I jumped into the throne world and i was like all right you know what i can knock out like four or five of them just doing the loop of you know public event pick up some patrols pick up some bounties go do a lost sector public event lost sector but like i was making no progress on a few of them and i, I was like i i just i can't do this yeah it was pain that one, the Throne World one, was the last one I completed out of all of them. And and the fact is, like, they're doing this kind of thing for all of the events now. And I, I, yeah. I'm worried. I'm worried, too, honestly, because it wasn't enjoyable. It was it reminded me of opening up the forges. Oh, Yeah. Do you remember that grind, that painful grind of opening the forges? Because you had to get over that that mm -hmm. level hump and then you had to actually yep. have a, a fire team that was good enough to actually deal with it. Like, yeah, but you had to like you had to get the igniter and you had to get X many boxes and you had to like yeah, you had to go do all these little like itty bitty tasks to go do it. And then you had to go do this and, and get this shiny and then go do all these other things. And I was just like, oh, my God, I, this is like the weirdest PTSD I'm getting. <laughs> like, 
Like, I love the forges, but oh my God, like, why am I getting this now? I mean, even the crucible, like, if I didn't have momentum control, it would have been worse. Like, those matches go so quickly. Yeah. And I did, I did not, I had the least amount of fun I've had in a long time doing momentum control. The least amount of fun. But like, I've not hated myself more playing crucible than I have playing momentum control. And like I, I have no, no skin in that argument because the last time I remember actually having fun in Crucible was Season of Dawn. Mm, yeah. And, and like I know that that's just me personally. Like that is the last time I remember going into Crucible willingly and having fun. Anywho. I don't know. I just I finished my uh, I wanted to finish the card because I wanted the title. I didn't actually guild it. I just wanted the title. Unfortunately, like they had in the the TWAB, they're like, well, if you got the title, but you got it through like a couple of the guilds, like because you can unlock it with some of the gilding things and not actually finishing it with the normal boxes. <laughs> And I'm like, that's kind of on you, Destiny, for like allowing you to do that because you programmed it wrong. The guild part shouldn't be unlockable until you actually finish the title. Well, and and hell, that was um, that was an issue that they had with Dead Eye. Yeah, when it first came out, um, the mm-hmm. the Dead Eye title, there was one of the the triumphs that was bugged, and it was dealing with the the Vex chickens. Yeah. You could use Gallarhorn or something to do it. Well, no. So, like, well, at that time, Gallarhorn wasn't even a thing. What was it? It was then you could just use, um, I thought you could just use a rocket launcher then on it. Anyway, it was supposed to be that you you needed to kill a Vex. God, I don't even know what they're actually called. But the, the Vex chickens. Um, Wyverns. Wyverns. Thank you. Right. Um with precision kills and you had to kill three of them with precision kills. But that portion of it was bugged. So a lot of people were getting around that by getting one of the gilding triumphs, which was the rockets. Oh, that's how they were doing it. I see. Okay. Same situation. It was just, right. It's not tied to a fancy little event. See, it's because the event was going away in tomorrow for at the time of our recording. By the time this comes out, it'll be long gone. But they're saying if you unlocked it with uh, guilds and then didn't unlock it the normal way, you lose your title uh, when it goes away. Like your title like never existed and you have to unlock it next year. And I'm like, that's bullshit. That's messed up. Yeah, like if they unlocked it. Like, don't be shitty about it, but like if they unlocked it and they were able to equip it, like, yeah, don't take it away from them. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I see the other side of that coin, though. You know, if if you didn't do everything to get the title, why should you be able to wear it? So, like, because I, you did two of the guilds for it. Right. To get it or one of the guilds. Like I, you should still be able to get it. I'm just saying I see both sides of that coin. Yeah. Both sides of that argument. 
Well, if they hadn't made it be like do 25 crucible matches or, you know, do like 25 public events, essentially, on the throne world, don't make it such a grind next time. And I know their argument would be like, you had three weeks to do it. Like, no one wants to do this for three weeks. People want to do it and get out and not think about it again. That's my feedback. I know you want people engaging with your game a lot, but I have not, like most of my friends who did it, like hated themselves for doing it. Like, I don't know a single person who did it, like really enjoyed it. <laughs> like they did it because they felt like they had to and not because they wanted to. And that makes me really sad. Like, even I felt like I had to do it because I've not really been playing this season. And I'm like, well, you know, it's Solstice and I love Solstice and I feel like I have to do it. Like, that's why I did it. It's not because I, like, fucking love Solstice. You know? Right. I, I don't know. I mean, I with how this showed for Solstice, I'm I'm very worried about the other events that are coming. Yeah, because I am too, because I see how grindy they made Solstice. I'm not going to get any of the other titles. A lot of people noped right out of this one, and I think their engagement was a lot lower than they thought it would be. So we'll see how if they change it at all for the other events or if they make it a little bit easier because the dawning engagement is usually lower anyway. Just because it's Christmas time. So we'll see how it is when Dawning comes around. Because I think that's the next one. Unless it's um, Halloween is next. Maybe. Yeah, Festival of the Lost. Yeah. So we'll see when that comes around in October. Anyway, um, do you have any last yeah. predictions for the season? Since we're at like the very end. Epilogue. Do you think we're going to get one? No. I don't think so. Not for this season. Like, I, I think we already got the epilogue. Um, yeah, I think we did, too. Uh, I'll ad gladly admit if I'm wrong. But, like, it, I, th I think we already closed that chapter of the book. Like, there's nothing. I, I don't see any way that they could be like, oh, hey, here's an extra mission that closes out the season. Because, like, we already did that by fighting, you know, Callus and, and the Nightmares. I wouldn't say it would be a mission. I'd say, like, maybe a cutscene. Yeah, that I could see. I could see, like, a, an inkblot cutscene or, like, a really short cutscene to, like, lead into the next season. I really couldn't see anything big. I could see something at the... What are they calling it? Their video extravaganza. I keep forgetting the name of the thing. The radio? Bruh. No! The thing that they're showing before the beginning of the next season. Oh, showcase. Yeah, that. The radio. No. Like, I'm trying to think of, like, what the hell you're talking about. Video extravaganza? What? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs>
<laughs> Showcase? That's a video extravaganza. I thought that was pretty good. No, I know they would never call it that. It's too good for them. I'm too good at marketing. It's it's not purple prose enough. Ugh. If it was purple prose, it would be like I can't even <laughs> think because my brain doesn't work like that. It would it, it would be something real dumb though. Um the only thing I can think of, I've heard rumors that the next season is like some sort of like pirate themed fallen season. And I'm like, okay. I don't know what that would entail, but neat. That that would be a bit weird, but I'm for it. Not like not like Yar Har pirates. I mean like space pirates. Well, I, I get that. Okay. I'm just making sure it's not like some sort of like Jack Sparrow kind of pirate. <laughs> like No, we already had that in the thirtieth anniversary. I know. I'm talking about like you know, like like pirate pirate. And so I'm thinking like that could tie together um like Spider, because he's kind of a pirate. He's like a rogue type character. He's more like a the man running the mafia. Yeah, but I mean, like, we haven't heard from our Mafia in a while, except on the Guardian Games armor was the last time we heard from him. <laughs> yeah. And other than that, like, we know he's around the city somewhere. Because he's in hiding. I know, but I mean, we haven't heard from him in a while, so this could yeah. be like a spider season. Because it's been a while. I I could see that. So we could hear from him. This could be an opening for them to do Wrath of the Machine instead of doing King's Fall. I'm still hoping that, you know, Redacted Raid is Wrath of the Machine. The only reason why I would say it wouldn't be Wrath is because um, the Spicy Dugs or <laughs> that's what my friends and I called them. Um, right. Because the, the actual SIVA splicers. The actual SIVA spice, yeah, the actual SIVA splicers had different movements than the normal Fallen did. And, and so they'd have to reprogram those movements into Destiny. And certain, certain kills and, and like, I, I agree. It, it would, it would have to be actually reprogrammed into Destiny 2 because, like I remember getting headshots on dregs and then the little SIVA cloud popping up and coming right at me. Right. And so you'd have to reprogram all of that in there. So if you did that, you'd have to have a reason to have a SIVA season. And so if you had a SIVA season, you know, finally, you know, season of the plague, finally, finally, all of that. So if you had that pirate season, I mean, it would be a reason to return to Nessus because Nessus has Siva in that ship. Yep. Right? Because um, we were... Because all colony ships... Yeah, because all colony ships had Siva in them. Yep. For colonization. Right. So we know Siva is in the, in the crashed ship on Nessus. Like we know that for a fact. So they could have Siva on that ship. And we know that Rasputin has to be put back in a body somehow. So it could be a Rasputin season. That could be a reason to have like spicy dugs again. I would totally be down for that. 
right because you need the spicy Doug movement because like I can't picture them putting spicy Doug movement in if they didn't also use it for something else right because as reprogramming that kind of movement is like a lot of work you know right and especially with the fact of I mean it would only be used in a single raid like it it's not efficient for resourcing like no it isn't so i i i'm still hoping for wrath but i understand if it doesn't come i understand reasons why that being said like i would totally be down for a rasputin season cuz like at this point his story has been kind of up in the air for god at this point like a year and a half almost two years something like that it's been kind of like two years huh it feels like two years because i mean it was at the end of arrivals no 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 it was at the beginning of arrivals uh was it the beginning at the end of uh worthy so yeah it's been two years i mean he was put in anna put him in the engram is the last we heard from him. Because at the end of Season of the Worthy, Osiris marches in. You get that little cutscene. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the beginning of Arrivals, the pyramid ships are here. Rasputin right. fires on one of them. And then it re- uh, retaliates. Right. And Anna puts Anna and Osiris put him in an engram. Right. I think. Right. Right. And that was the last we heard from him. Yep. So if they did it, this would this could be feasibly be the season of, you know, run around to all the planets, put him in a body. So you could have the, you know, use the glass way to get um to get Vex milk, put him in a body. Make a body. Finally put him in a body. I'd be all right thing. with this. Right? <laughs> like, th- there's a lot of potential there. Or, like, work with Spider, put him in a body. I mean, you could do this, like, a lot of different ways. Or, like, work with Siva. Use Siva to put him in a body. There's a lot of things you could do. Yeah. It'd be really interesting. So, I mean, they could do this a lot of different ways. So, whatever they choose to do, I'm really... I'm excited for the new season. Like, I've been kind of burnt out on Destiny lately, but I think I'm ready to come back. So, how about Lore Network ad? Lore Network ad. All right. The Lore Network. Even in the darkest of places, the light will always find a way through. If you're like me, then perhaps you're looking for a more in-depth conversation about Destiny lore. Welcome back, Guardians. My name is Samlab, and I craft bite-sized cinematic lore videos. So join me each week as I journey through some of Destiny's greatest mysteries. You can find me on youtube.com forward slash Samlab. Stay safe and Godspeed. That really cleansed my soul. Did it? Got that seasonal stuff out of you? Yeah. Or was it all that Benadryl you took before the episode? 
either the Benadryl, the cough syrup, the Excedrin, like, yeah. Oh my God, you're on so much stuff right now. My body doesn't know what the fuck it wants to do. My body's just actively trying to kill me. Oh my God. I think it's trying to heal you. It just takes a while. Just take, give it a, a chance. Gotta give it a chance. <laughs> this is a little lore episode. Some lore isn't pressed neatly into lore books, but they add to the overall universe of Destiny. So we're going to use these little lore episodes to do a dive into these individual lore tabs. Do you want to read the tab, Elemis? Yep. So All right. So the item that we're covering is the Falcon's Chase. It's obtained by opening the flawless chest at the lighthouse via Trials of Osiris. The flavor text reads, a shadow of a man, a glimpse of a dream. And the lore tab reads, Darkness floods me like breath, expanding with each thought. For a time, it flowed out as often as in, giving me space to surface above the pressing sea and glimpse the cruel storm above, the distant hope of shore. But now there is only the sea and nothing true remains. I shut all three of my eyes. I curl in on myself, offering the world my exoskeleton as a shield. I know I am human, soft and vulnerable, shellless and lightless. Waves crash over me, heavy, choking, inexorable. No choice but to drown, no point in swimming. Even the armored succumb to the depths. What chance have I? I wash up on a shattered stone breakwater. I do not know my limbs. I want, I want, I want. What? This craving pit echoing deep within me. What does it seek? I would crawl inland if I owned myself, if only to make the hungering stop. The world erupts beneath me. Stone becomes quicksand in an instant. I struggle, fear before thought, and it swallows me all the faster. I reach for aid. My hand is held. Saint? My fingers brush through open air, met instead by gripping claws. They tear at flesh and mind, wearing a grim intimacy, dripping in the sacrifice of thousands. I know these lie-sharpened talons. Would I could tear that understanding from the synaptic heart of me. I am a hundred shards of myself, shimmering, broken in freefall, glimpsing my own infinite reflections. Some shine gold, some burn sickly green, and some fade as soon as they are witnessed. I cannot guess which one is real. Perhaps one is her. Perhaps I am her. My senses lie. 
A familiar voice calls out, sonorous against the abyss. Incomprehensible, but sweet. I think I hear the fluttering of wings, but the hum of the sundial gives no direction. How long has it been? Oh, that's so good. My heart, my heart hurts so bad. Right? Oh, there's so many things to pull apart in this. Oh my gosh. Let's start at the beginning. That's the best place to start. Typically. (laughs) Okay. So, I mean, we could start with a flavor text. A shadow of a man, a glimpse of a dream. I mean, obviously, this is talking about Osiris. Yeah. Osiris and Savathun. Because it's the gold and green, like his gold. It's all he's always, you know, shining with gold, rimmed with gold, whatever. And whenever he's shattered with anything or talking about his soul or anything about him is illustrated in lore, especially lately, it's always gold. And so we know that every single part of this, as we go through the lore here, um, we know that every part that talks about gold is him. And we can assume then that every part that's green is talking about Savathun. Yeah. Because we see, I shut all three of my eyes. I curl in on myself, offering the world my exoskeleton as a shield. And so I'm seeing that and I'm like, oh, well, that that's three eyes, you know, offering the world my exoskeleton. That's Savathun. So is he a part of Savathun? Did he somehow like... <laughs> become meshed with her because she became a part of him when she became a part of his body. I think that actually is it. So he's also a part of her. The Martian missives. um, We haven't dove into that Mm -hmm. lore book yet, but there is an entry about how Osiris gave Savathun permission to use his body. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think what happened there is their souls became intertwined. Right. So him in the coma right now, he's actively having to figure out whose soul is whose. Right. You know, what what which is why there's that gold and green yes. mixing of the two. Exactly. That I am a hundred shards of myself <laughs> shimmering broken in free fall. With the infinite reflections, he's still in like still stuck in the infinite forest. Like that's always a part of him. I think he's always going to be stuck in the infinite forest. Well, considering, I mean, he spent hundreds of years for him in there. Right. Yeah. Even though it was only like maybe 20 years. For us. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Like he lived entire lifetimes. In the infinite forest. Right. So, yeah. But it's interesting that some fade as soon as they are witnessed. Also, it's very much like the whole quantum mechanics. Like you can't look at the thing and then it's like not real. (laughs) (laughs) Like you either know its position or, you know, its velocity. You can't like know both. (laughs) Like, you know, one or the other. I mean, yeah. I don't know. It kind of felt like that. Maybe not. You're not wrong. I feel like I am. (laughs) I feel like I'm very wrong. 
Well, and, and my mind just immediately went to like, why do they disappear? My mind is is thinking, soul-wise, it's just the two of them in there. What if the ones that are disappearing are like Savathun trying to save a backup? I was just thinking, whenever he viewed reflections in the infinite forest like he always just kind of like threw away the ones that he knew like weren't real because he always had the ones where like he's like well i could see you know a hundred reflections where i died and like a hundred others where i grew old and like the one where we lived together in happiness or something i don't remember what lore entry that was like it's been so long now when he was talking about Saint, I don't know if it was a web lore or if it was a lore lore. Yeah, I'd have to look it up. Or you could simply have your audio engineer inform the audience that the lore piece in question was the Immolent web lore. We discussed it back in episode 97 if you want to learn more. And back to the show. But I do remember that there was um, a lore entry like that. And I always, like, found it really pertinent about the Infinite Forest just because they he had that ability to, like, sift through the Infinite Forest that quickly because he had that much experience. And so it's the kind of the same thing here that maybe it, he couldn't, he can still do that with, you know, whatever he can sift through, even though he's half crazy and together with, Savathun and maybe he just treats his own mind like the infinite forest and can do that because some people have you know mind palaces and whatever I don't know I mean I find this entry really fascinating and just like love the visual aspect of it and love that like saint is in it and he knows that saint is there holding his hand yeah and we talked about in that other entry that Satan is like, no, I have to go back. I have to be with him and I have to hold his hand and he needs to know that I'm there for him. And he knows like he knows in this entry that Satan is there holding his hand. I love that so much. The romantic in me loves it. <sighs> I stand 014 so hard. I'm original Osiris Saint 14 stand. <laughs> Back in season of dawn. Back in season of dawn, did I not say they're totally married? Yep. <laughs> they're totally together. Because you don't break time for a drinking buddy. Nope. <laughs> you do not. I love this so much. And he does mention the sundial in this as well. Yeah. <laughs> Which I also find very interesting. Because you don't break time for a drinking buddy. <laughs> Holy shit. So do you like this entry? Oh, I did. If if anything, because of the whole, like, this is the coma person's perspective. And he sees and, and feels his partner staying by his side. Like, I, it tears at me. Like, I'm a romantic. So, like, that, it, that is just, uh It tears at me, too. It really does. 
It, I I like the the perspective of Savathun. It feels like he sees Savathun crawling to shore, like after she gets her light. I feel like at the beginning, there's only the sea and nothing true remains. Like I'm wondering if that's like a dream about fundament. Maybe, yeah. Oh, because we had her holding the worm, like, in the water. Yeah. With the syzygy, like, up in the sky. Yep. And so I'm wondering if he saw that. He was a a visitor in that dream. And was, like, a party to that. So, I mean, it, it could be. Like, I love the little bits and pieces that you're able to kind of pull out of this. I'd have to spend a lot more time with it. And I know, um, I'm sure Bife did a video on this. I think Maddie did a video on this. So if you're, like, interested in in this specific piece of lore, you can go, like, watch their videos. I'm sure they're really good. I really like Saint-14 and Osiris. And I want them to be together, like, so much that it hurts me. So... <laughs> If the <laughs> Destiny narrative team keeps them apart for much longer, I'm going to scream. So <laughs> they need them to be okay. It's like the one thing I need in this world. <laughs> I need them to be okay. <laughs> I I would agree with that. Yeah, I mean, we have. They're just like they're so good together. Well, I need them to be fine. Well, so like we have so much destruction and death around us that. Right? It would be nice to have that one. The one, like. Yeah. The one bit of happiness. Right? So, like, I, like I agree with you. Shining beacon. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Anyway, do you have any shout outs, Alamist? So, yeah, I actually have two shout outs. One is for the micro mini, because it's always hilarious to see a titan on that thing. Like a big bulky titan on this little mini bike. And then the other shout out that I have is the Quadricycle. It's a new sparrow uh, in the form of a go-kart. Came out with Solstice. I I had the, the bright dust and I was like, ooh, let's pick it up. The Quadricycle? Oh, the one that looks... I know the one you're talking about. That one's really cool. The one that looks like a Mario Kart go-kart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one's cool. I like that one very much. Like it got as close yeah, yeah, to yeah. a Mario Kart go kart as it could legally get. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What about you? No, I like that one very Shout much. Shut up. Um, mine is to Halted Oblivion is my sparrow shout out, and it is um the frozen cat broom sparrow <laughs> that we got um from. The spooky season during Beyond Light. Okay. It was like Broom 2.0. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can dig it. Yeah. Yeah. I like it because it has a cat on it. It's like literally the only reason. Why I, I, I figured like as much. It. I mean, also because like <laughs> I like the Broom ones, but also because like I I like the cat. But also because the brooms are really good and they're super speedy and they get into like really tight areas. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. The brooms are really good. But um, my usual sparrow is always on time. 
Yeah. Which was the exotic sparrow that you got from doing a Scourge of the Past, uh, which is probably the best raid in Destiny 2. I got it on my first run of Scourge, which I also got Anarchy on my first run of Scourge. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> I know, right? I can say double fuck you because I got like a double drop on that raid. And then I think I used all of my good luck for like the rest of the year. Oh, no. I got both the raid exotic items in the first run. Fuck that. Yeah, I got both raid exotics first run. And then I I used up all of my good luck because I still don't have thousand voices. <laughs> so... <laughs> they're like oh you want both of these you can never have thousand voices <laughs> here you go <laughs> thousand voices is not for you <laughs> but um yeah so we have a couple special things here's the special thanks the audio for this episode was produced by rindle zevas you can find him at rindle zevas the artwork and music for this episode is copyright of Bungie. We're able to use it under their fair use policy because they love their content creators. Imagine that. If you'd like to dive into the Destiny lore on your own, visit ishtar-collective.net. They're the resource we use to make our show notes. Thank you so much, Baxter. We very much appreciate you. Thank you, Baxter. And everything you do. Thank you, Baxter. Uh, here's some reminders. You can follow us on Twitter at guardians underscore lore. You can tweet at me at Hey It's Orchid. You can tweet at Elemist at I underscore am underscore Elemist. If you have some really hot Pokemon stuff you want to talk about, Elemist is the person you want to talk to. I am not that person, as was talked about last week in episode 151, the Mew episode. Yep. Not the Mewtwo episode. Why? Why is it numbered like that, Pokemon? I still don't understand. You can send us an email to explain it to me at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. You can leave us a review. We prefer five-star reviews to bury that three-star review on Apple iTunes. We would really appreciate it. Uh, come join our Discord and hang out. We would really like to see you there. Um, we have a lot of fun. It's at discord.gg slash lorehub. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can also visit ko-fi.com slash guardians underscore lore. Every little bit helps. Uh, in the next couple of weeks, we're also going to start a Patreon. So look forward to hearing more about that. Uh, we will have a couple of extra things and some giveaways that we are planning soon. So uh, follow us on Twitter if you are interested in giveaways. We'll have an art giveaway also. So... That's about it. Did I cover everything? I believe so. <laughs> I'm amazing. Say goodbye. I hope you get good rest. Goodbye. I hope you get good rest. Oh my god. That was... <laughs> <laughs> goodbye. Thank you. Take care. Have a good... Bum bum bum. Bye. <laughs> Otters. <laughs> <laughs>